You are listening to the Run Duo Podcast, a program to entertain and to inform. For runners, by runners. Now here are your hosts, India Cook and Tommy Mitchell. And we are back, the Run, Run Duo, Duo, episode 17. 17. Yes. Hey, India. What's up, Tommy? Well, my name is Thomas Watson Mitchell II. Oh, and, it? Yes. And my name is India M. Cook. <laughs> and we are the, the Run, Run Duo. Duo. How's everybody doing out there? Did everybody make it through Thanksgiving okay? I hope that they did. I've been seeing some people out here running some extra miles trying to get off that Thanksgiving grub. Oh, yes, yes. Did you grub well for Thanksgiving? I had a little plate. You had you a plate? I mean? You didn't take a plate home? Everybody got a foil plate. My best friend went to her friend, her um, mom's house, and she always brings me a plate. So, okay. Because, you know, my family's not here. Okay. So they're in Texas, and so I was here. So I always get my friends to bring me a plate. So I don't She was feel celebrating bad. her birthday, y'all. Yes, I was doing that, too. <laughs> and I also went to, this is probably really crazy, but I went to Popo's. Really? Well, it's but, called Folks now. But oh, it is? I went to Folks, yes, the Probably day before. They were, they so I knew I had to work on Thanksgiving Day, but mm-hmm. it was just like a half day or whatever. So I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? Let me go get a plate from Folks. Give me some Southern food so I don't feel like super left out until my <laughs> plate from my best friend comes to me. So yeah, so I ate. Okay. okay. I, ate. I ate well. I rested. I ate. I did enjoy my birthday. My birthday was on Thanksgiving Day. Yo. So I definitely enjoyed myself with that and hung out for the weekend. So it was good. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. I, I, we didn't cook this year. I usually cook. Actually, I was going to. I was going to cook if I could have found a duck because I didn't want to do a turkey. I was about to say, what you going to cook, Tommy? I cook all the time. Who do you think cooking is out? Ooh. Nutrition is made through Thomas Watson Mitchell II. Oh, yes, I'm the cook here. Uh-huh. Anyway, I was going to cook duck, but then by the time I went looking, they were all gone. So we went to the movies. We saw nice. Creed 2. We, uh, we saw Creed 2. Yeah, did well. you? Did you like it? I liked it because I like Michael B. Jordan, but I think it was a little You weren't cooing and owing and on over him like, no, you know, Heather was. No, I was with ruining. my man. I can't be cooing. She was, she didn't care. Ruining the movie. I was ruining. With my, I was with my man. I kept my comments to myself. <laughs> but no, I wasn't cooing, but it was a good movie. It yeah. It was a really good movie. Mm-hmm. I really, the dedication and all that stuff. And I know I follow him on social media, so I was watching kind of, he was talking about his workouts and like the dedication to mm-hmm. his body to be able to film that movie yeah. was, yeah, pretty intense. So, have you seen Rocky movies before? Yes. Besides Creed 1? <laughs> Why are you coming for me? You be trying to make me feel so like, well, oh, because you don't know who that is. I'm not sure when, you know, I'm not, you know, I remember, you know, Rocky Balboa fighting, you know, the guy's father, uh, yes. you know, what's him call his father or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, did you see that original movie? I did see that movie. Okay. I wanted yes. to talk to somebody who hadn't to see if they still enjoyed it, like they still were able to get the whole sense of... You know, this is now the. I'm sorry if I'm spoiling this for people. Yes, but it, anyway, spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. But anyway, basically, Creed is Don't Creed two. We just said spoiler alert. They can jump ahead. Anyway, basically, <laughs> in in Creed two, um, so Creed actually because he's Apollo Creed's son, he fights Drago who killed. Apollo Creed, mm-hmm. he fights his son. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's the whole premise, and I was just wondering if anybody actually, that's all I'm giving. I'm not all saying right, anything good. else. I'm not saying if he won, if he lost. All right. um, but anyway, it was a very good movie. I recommend it. Two yes. thumbs up. But go you need see to go it. see Creed 1 so that you can see some of the background. Like, yeah. I don't think, like, look up Creed 1. I think it's, it might be on Netflix by now. Yeah, yeah. Go see Creed, like, make sure you watch Creed 1 before you go see Creed 2. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But yeah, great time. So after that, um, we were going to go, because we 
we went to uh, North DeKalb. Mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all know. If you live in Atlanta, North DeKalb, cheap movies. Mm-hmm. You go to, like, matinee is like $4. Mm-hmm. You can't find that nowhere. No. Anyway, um, but in the parking lot, there is a, it's not, what's the name of that buffet? Golden Corral. Golden, that's it. Okay. Golden Corral. Okay. It was, so we were going to go there because we, we saw it. We were going to come back. Man, when I say there was a line yeah. around the building People were at Golden the Corral. People were thinking the same you were. Not wanting to cook and wanting to get a plate. So we just went to Piccadilly up the street. And I really enjoyed it. Really? Hella, yeah, she was so-so about it. Yeah, she was mad because really it wasn't buffets. a buffet. Huh? I don't really do buffets. Well, see, Piccadilly's not. It's a Well, I mean, to me, it's the same thing. It's a, it's a cafeteria, so it's okay. not the buffet. I guess buffet is you pay one price. It's all you can eat. Right. Well, as Piccadilly is, you pay for everything that you eat. Oh, so it's a little okay. different. But the thing is, I'm with Heather. How much she really gonna eat? So it really didn't matter. We had a good time. It was it was wonderful. So that was my Thanksgiving. Okay. Well, that sounds amazing. We had a lot of good stuff. Did you have you ever did you hear about the trap museum that's here in Atlanta? Yeah, I did hear about it. I didn't go see it though. Yeah, I went on Sunday. Did you? How yes. was it? Give us your critique. Um. Oh, and for those of you who are not from the South, trap music is a type of hip hop music. <laughs> yes, meaning type of such as music. trap house, such as drug house. Yes, that's what the all type of, of music. Yes, okay, so, so all that, of your they have down a, south, dirty south music when they're talking about slinging dope, dope, slinging dope and yeah. doing all that stuff. We do not so, condone that, by the way. We do not condone that. We're not but the music that. is We're really athletes, good, though. so we can't. <laughs> yeah. But the music when you're hearing rapping from Ti, mm-hmm. Gucci Mane. Um, uh, who was that that just passed in 2016? A trap music star? Yes, dang it. And uh-huh. he's from Atlanta. I'm drawing a huge break for Anyway, so here in Atlanta, Jeezy. Jeezy is a yeah. part of all that. Yeah. So here in Atlanta, there was last year they did a trap house, which was a pink house located on Howell Mill Road. Mm-hmm. And it was a pink Cadillac in front of it. The house was painted pink. And supposedly this was just a random house that someone here in Atlanta like just renovated. And so the trap house, you could not go into it, but it was a house that a lot of people were taking pictures of. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then T.I., everybody knows T.I., decided to do a trap house museum. So inside the museum, of course, that pink Cadillac is in there. And then they actually re... They basically show you what a trap house looks like. So a dope house. Like what it kind of looks like when it where it comes to the different drugs. Did they have like a thing like where it was boiling the coke and all that kind of stuff? They had that. They had the scales. They had like... It didn't didn't look clean, of course. So they had like... (laughs) How people like set up their, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they had an emulation of, and it, almost like an emulation of like your auntie, your grandma or auntie's old like country house yeah. as well. Like uh-huh. the the sofa's covered with plastic. I don't want to give it away. But anyway, so they kind of emulated the trap house, what it looked like. They had awards up there from different um, rap and hip hop artists that, 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 had, that they had. They had kind of like um, memorabilia from different songs. And they also gave you like a definition breakdown of, the different words that people use in rap music. So what's trap? What's dope? What's mm. you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the different uh-huh. slang words that we use, mm. the real definition and where it came from. So it was it was it was interesting. Okay. You yeah. enjoyed it. What was the cover? Ten dollars. That ain't bad. No, it wasn't bad. That it was bad. and it was ten dollars worth. Let me just say that. Yeah. It was yeah. <laughs> Like I don't know. It was very it was he he charged you exactly what it was worth. Right. It was short and sweet. So it wasn't okay. like I was like we literally I think we could have walked through if we didn't read everything, we could have walked through in maybe ten minutes. 
Like okay. it wasn't mm-hmm. like it wasn't the high, like to where you're yeah. there for an hour and all this stuff. It was a lot of stuff to read. Yeah. Not a lot of stuff to read. There was a big air, one area that it was a lot of stuff to read. Um, but where it was placed, it was kind of difficult to be able to read it with a lot of people there. But the yeah. lines are usually long. Like the mm-hmm. last we tried to go weekend before last mm-hmm. and the line was so long. We was like, no, nah, we're not going to do that. So we went on Sunday when they opened. They opened at two o'clock on Sunday. And we, you know, it was a little bit small, very small line. But the line, by the time we got in line, the line was all the way up the street. So, wow. Yeah. Look at that T.I., boy. True, T.I. True hustle game. True hustle. <laughs> true hustle. It's so random, but they bringing out people like crazy. I think the hype will go down in a couple months, but yeah, it's there. We and should, it's it's not far from the uh, Mercedes-Benz Dome. We need an Atlanta Rum Museum. We, we need something. We do. We need, we need an Atlanta, we need to Atlanta Rum Museum. But anyway, yeah. moving on. That we sounds good. I might, might have to. Might, yeah, let's get into some <laughs> running stuff because we didn't. We didn't critique movies. Right. Talking about <laughs> trap music. And so music. y'all know y'all listen to that trap music. Exactly. Though, y'all be running, exactly. So Actually, they kind of because you know I listen to a lot of Rocky when I run and I listen yeah. to a lot of trap well, music. Well, there we go. So we connected it to running. Always. So speaking of that, so on Thursday. Oh wait wait wait! I'm sorry. Before we get going, no. this episode, we have a guest. Yes, yes, So yes. just let's to let you know, so to, let's not forget we got a guest coming. Yes. Um, Devon Cooley. Mm-hmm. Is that Cully? Did I say it wrong? It's Cully. It's Devon Cully. He's going to be mad. Yes, he's going to be mad. <laughs> Stop butchering that man's name. Devon um, Cully. We're going to interview him a little bit later. Great, yes. great guy. Part of the uh, Black Runner Connection. Yes. Um, But we'll interview him a little later, so it's not just us, so keep listening. Yes. Um, but go on. What were you saying? Okay, so I was going to say, you. everybody knows, listeners know that I um, have run the Chicago Marathon twice, so I'm a great advocate for that race, a great marathon, great first-timers marathon. Um, but if you are looking to get into the Chicago Marathon, for 2019 the lottery entry closes on thursday the 29th so that's this thursday today the 29th the lottery closes at two o'clock so you have to go online into the lottery you are not charged the 195 until you actually are entered um and you will find out in a couple weeks if you actually made it so you'll know for all of 2019 basically what you need to be training up for so please 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 if you're interested please don't forget it's a good race I don't know very many people that have entered into the lottery and didn't make it in. So if you're looking for a good marathon, obviously it is a world major as well. So Chicago Marathon on Thursday. Boom. Yes. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to try it again. I want to run it again, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not running again. (laughs) Because you're retiring. I don't know if I'm retiring. Retiring. Oh, no. (laughs) We'll see. I have been trying to run a little bit more. I miss running. I do miss the pavement. It's just cold as out here yeah it was this morning it was 35 that felt like 25 i heard it falls cold as out here <laughs> so cold. it was so super cold and not that we i mean obviously we know that we have warm mm-hmm. weather gear mm-hmm. speaking of that last podcast we talked about running in the cold one thing that i forgot and i wanted to i popped myself at home when i got home hand warmers like actual hand warmers that you bust open mm-hmm. and it, it it gives off heat yeah those are amazing for your hands so mm-hmm. just for people that that don't know i usually go to like sam's or costco's and just yeah. get a value a big pack mm-hmm. they don't cost that much literally you pop the little plastic bust a little plastic in the inside and you literally slide those hand warmers inside your gloves yes. and those work wonders because we know that you're extremities are the things that need to stay warm so exactly those. and my circulation is awful so i always i even when you don't need gloves i usually wear gloves just because yeah. I, I don't have great circulation and slide the hand warmers in there exactly so. 
Um, I wanted to say, um, before we got too far into it, I want to congratulate Eric Duncan. He, I, I interviewed Eric. He's a BMR. Um, he lives here in Atlanta. Great story. Um, I interviewed him when I did uh, Shut Up Tommy. Mm-hmm. And he was, at the time, he was about a year into his running streak. Mm-hmm. He is now at, at 742 days mm-hmm. um, of a running streak. Every day. Uh, you know, doing a, something. Yeah, a minimum. And honestly, I think his minimum is like two or three. I don't think yeah. his minimum is a mile. I think right. every time I look, it's like two or three or maybe four mm-hmm. um, that he does. But congratulations. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not a streak person. I, don't, I can't do streaks. I, right. I need a day off. But yeah, exactly. I give a lot of props to anybody that it can. It would be awesome to know like what benefits he's found out of it and kind of, you know, what's his, his thoughts behind it. I think that that's great. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Now, um, you're getting back into lifting. I am. Well, I'm just getting back into working out in general. Um, I I definitely took literally a month and three days. I actually vlogged about it. A month and three days off from doing any kind of like physical activity. And it felt good. A couple um, Last weekend, I did Run Girl, did a run tour. Mm-hmm. And we'll... we'll We'll be having them on soon. But we did a run tour um, last weekend, and we ran through the Highland area. And that was my first time running since the race. And did I feel it? Yes. I felt like I was about to, like, (laughs) pass out. But Mm -hmm. it felt great. So it's time for me to get back on it. And I have been doing a couple miles just on the treadmill. So I'll do one or two miles on the treadmill, but I'm also lifting with it. So I'm trying to get used to doing both Mm -hmm. because I... As a runner, I love, I do enjoy lifting, but I know because I also like running, I I have a preference over running over lifting, but I know I need the weights in order to get to the goals that I yeah, want. Yeah, so. it's hard for me to go to the gym. Yeah. It might get easier now that it's cold it's outside. It's cold outside, yeah, right. Yeah, but yeah, it's hard for me to, to, when I can look outside and see how sunny it is. Exactly. And stay in there for any decent amount of time. I Usually if I do lift, it, it's like supersets yeah. where I'm doing... Stuff back to back, back to back, right. just to cut down the amount of time. Because right. I used to, I mean, I think back, I used to spend like hours in the gym when I was mm-hmm. younger. 30 minutes tops and I'm ready to go. Exactly. Yeah, I can't, I can't do yeah. much more than that. But I mean, obviously, as we know, strength training, strength training is very important for us runners and strengthening your muscles and core and arms and all that is incorporated in running. So just trying to get that together and get back on the bandwagon and go. Exactly. You got, I mean, you got to. It's hard sometimes to mm-hmm. once you've kind of laid off, yeah, and you know you get kind of used to coming home and sitting down, yeah, as opposed to getting up and and, and changing and getting you know getting on the road, right? And it's also about like knowing. I think for me, I take a long break after a marathon, also because having being committed for what four months of having to do something, mm-hmm. it feels good to not to be forced to do something. Yeah. Like just the option of like I can just go home and I can't I don't have to worry about it. Whereas for four months of marathon training, is it four months? Yeah. For four months of marathon training, you are you because have of to. your training, yes. you have to. There's no option. Whether you're tired, you're sitting, you're frustrated. Like of course we take days off, but like there's no option with it. So it feels good to have an option. Definitely. But, yeah, I mean, I, I get you. Yeah, I understand, but then eventually you want to get back and you, you go. You want to get back and yeah. you feel all fluffy and all that stuff, <laughs> and you realize, oh my god, I shouldn't have taken all that time off. But it well, is what it is. I think once you get in a, because that's how I, that's kind of where I am. Um, it's taken me a while to get back to it, but I am week six mm-hmm. of my um, marathon training for Publix. Mm-hmm. Um, I got, I'm running in Orlando, Florida, my hometown. I'm running a half marathon this weekend. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know, I'm not, it's going to be a training run. It's okay. going to be 13 miles, uh, slow training run. But 
I'm starting to get that feeling again of I'm used to being on the road. Like yeah. I'm used to getting out and running mm-hmm. so many miles every single day as opposed to, oh my God, I got to run. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So and, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I'm feeling good because I, Every time, I, don't, I mean, I, I will say any time that I've actually physically gotten up and went running, I've always felt good once I got out there. It's mm-hmm. just a whole getting your body going right. to go out there right. kind of thing. That's true. And I think once you get back on it, because I mean, I will say, I, I shouldn't have said dreaded it, but just more so knowing that you have to do something for me. I truly miss the pavement. Like I miss running and it's going to take me a minute to get back into my groove. But I I just miss the feeling that it is that that you get after you run and all of those things. And I haven't officially figured out what my 2019 is going to look like. There's a couple things that I might be doing Mm -hmm. um, in regards to races, but I just, I'm kind of going with the flow and kind of easing myself back into it and trying to see what I can do different 2019 as far as my running so that I can be, injury free and have effective runs and also make some PR because I didn't really I did PR for my full marathon okay. but some of my other races I hadn't PR'd and I want to be able to do that so I want to you know we'll see well I did yeah I did do it for for the July race but the other ones were just like meh so I want to <laughs> do some I want to do some yeah. different things in 2019 so that means I need to train different I need to stretch recover nutrition like all of those things need to be different so. yeah yeah. And yeah, I think when you, I mean, of course, you could always, you know, start doing the Hanson training program. Oh, I mean, I'm just saying. That, really? I'm just saying. Is that what you're you want to make there? a change. You want to make a change. Whatever. <laughs> um, now, I did want to say, and this was interesting. I just, I just kind of picked it up. Um, so the new um, United States Physical Activity Guidelines, mm-hmm. they've been changed for the first time in 10 years. Okay. So their whole thing is sit less and move more. Yes. The only real difference between the new ones and the old ones is mm-hmm. they used to say that they wanted you to have at least do moderate movement um, for 150 to 300 minutes each week mm-hmm. or 75 to 150 minutes of vigorous movement, which would be like out and out running. Right. Um, and then two or more days of, th- of strength training. Mm-hmm. So that's what they, but they used to want you to do your exercises in 10 minute increments. Like you had to do at least 10 minutes to really fit the guidelines. Right. They took that out. Okay. Now they're like, just get up, right. just move. Well, you know, you know, what's interesting when I had my IT band injury, uh-huh. the, when I was going to the, to the chiropractor and physical therapist, like they were talking about, cause at that time I had more of a sit down job. Uh-huh. And so they were asking, like, what do you do for work? How often are you up out of mm. your desk to walk around? And I'm yeah. like, there's hours that I go sitting at my desk. Yeah. And so, of course, he recommended the whole standing desk. That's something that's not, I want to say big now, but a lot of people are doing that. But then he also said, literally, every 30 minutes, get up, hold on to your to your office doorknob, and literally just do some stretches, moving your legs back and forth. And that will help to benefit and get you know, stuff circulating mm-hmm. and kind of stretch out your muscles from sitting down all day. And he yeah. just said every 30 minutes, just do something. Yeah. Get up and get moving. Well, and like we, at State Farm, we have standing desks. Okay. Um, so we have powered ones where we can stand up. I don't do mine a lot, okay. <laughs> mainly because I'm really loud. Um, I'm always, I've, I've always been a loud person. Mm-hmm. When I stand up, you'll hear me on the other side of the building. Right. So I don't do it as often. But, I, you know, if it's a day where not a lot of people are there, right. I'll, I'll go ahead and do it. But so, yeah, it's and at State Farm, we have, like, contests, mm-hmm. like teams. Okay, mm-hmm. who which team will stand longer? 
um, mm-hmm. kind of thing. And they win, you know, you win a, a lunch day or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but so it's a big thing because State Farm has a, a live well life kind of, you know, kind of right. thing. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's it's a big deal in corporations mm-hmm. that they want you to stand and not sit all because they now they, they equate they equate sitting to smoking. Right. Like they say, that's how bad it is on your body to sit for those long periods of time. So this weekend, there's actually the um, California International Marathon that's happening on December 2nd. So that's exciting. Looks like there's a relay and 5Ks that are taking place on the weekend. So it looks like a big marathon that a lot of people a lot of people do. They're saying that it's like a Boston qualifier and pretty good downhill type course. So We'll see. It's supposed to be in Sacramento, California this weekend. So I'm not sure. I don't know anybody that's running it, but I've seen a lot of advertisement of about it. About it. And it's called the California International? Yes. International Marathon. How is it international? How is it international? I mean, I don't need you to. I don't want you. Don't go looking. Don't, don't go looking. Don't go looking. I'm just wondering because international, I would assume, means that it runs into a... Into Mexico or something. Another country. But okay, maybe not. Maybe it just means more people, people from other countries. Yes. But that would mean probably every marathon is. Yeah, international. <laughs> but um, Sacramento Boston Association, Sacramento Boston, Lord Jesus, Sacramento Running Association is the one that's putting this race on. Okay. So. And yeah. it's a good Boston qualifier. Do you Correct. know the race that has the most Boston qualifiers? What race? You know which race it is? No. Boston. Goodbye. Anyway, um, that's just my little joke. So, speaking of international. Yes. So, it's a little flag flap. So, in um in 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 China. Mm-hmm. Now, we all know China is uh what I would call probably open communism. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't know mm-hmm. if you're political, please don't email me telling me what they actually are. But anyway, they are very patriotic. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Northern Korea, like mm-hmm. <laughs> the United States. Mm-hmm. Um they're very patriotic. So, in certain um, Japanese race series, mm-hmm. it is mandated that the top Chinese finisher run with the country's flag um, in the home stretch, like mm-hmm. that last little bit. Okay. So this um, female marathoner, He Yili, mm-hmm. Yinli, He Yinli, um, she was neck and neck with an Ethiopian runner, um, Dimise, and they're coming down the home stretch. Mm-hmm. Anna's and from what the story said, the person that jumps out in front of this person mm-hmm. with a Japanese, uh, I'm sorry, Japanese Chinese flag. She's trying mm-hmm. to give the flag to her, and okay. it, it's raining. Um, she tries to give the flag to her, and she almost gets in her way. Mm-hmm. And they say the first person is not even a volunteer for the race. Nothing. It's just this random Chinese person okay. trying to give her flag. So the person, the girl that's running, he, he Yili, um, she takes it. But she tries to keep running because she's neck and neck with this person trying to run this marathon. And she ends up dropping the first flag. Then another person jumps like literally in front of her to hand her another flag. Now, I don't know if she dropped the second one, but because she actually got in front of her, she had to kind of change her course and she ends up losing the marathon because of this. Now, there's two things to this. Number one. What? Right. What's wrong with you? Right. Is it like, that, why are you jumping in front of people? Is it, it that serious? Is that cultural? And let me tell and let me tell you how serious it is. They talking about putting this lady in jail. Wow. Because she dropped the first flag. Because it's a law that you can't desecrate 
the flag. And well, it's just the same. The U.S. flag is not supposed to touch the ground, regardless of you ain't going to jail if you do. You're not, but I'm just saying, like I, I cultural wise. But yes, but you're not going to jail Mm-mm. if if I walk out right now and throw the United States flag <laughs> on the ground. Ain't nobody arresting me. Well, I don't know. I'm, I am a black man. They might. <laughs> they, they, might. Don't, they don't need me to do anything. They can still arrest me. But I'm just saying, in general, yeah, yeah. it's not a law that you right. can't drop the United States flag on right. the ground. It's a law that you can't drop theirs on the ground. And not only are people, because I guess it's it's getting both sides of it. Like there's even, you know, even in China, there are people like, seriously, why is it that important that she carries so a flag? So did she have to carry the flag the whole time, the whole race? No, just the home stretch. Just the so home she's stretch. The, okay. So it has to be the, the top Japanese finisher. Okay, got So it. she was going to be the first Japanese, no, I'm sorry, Chinese finisher. She was going to be the first Chinese person to finish, the well, female, to finish the race. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said she got to have this flag in her hand. Right. So... And I don't know, because they say it's mandated. So I don't know if maybe the, the government gives them money right. to do the race series. Right. And that's why it's mandated or whatever. But some people are like, okay, that was that was way too much. Was. Trying to hand her a flag. I mean, mm-hmm. give her the flag. When she, isn't it more important that she win? Exactly. Isn't that, like, kinda, isn't that more important? And then other people are like, she should not think about winning before the country. Wow. Yeah, that's a bit much. That's way too much. Mm-hmm. Come on now, calm down. No, that Tear is that. too much. I yeah. would be so salty if that was me. But she can't be salty because they'll lock her up. I know, but I she got probably she like she can be salty. She no. just can't act out. Yeah, well, she can be salty at the house in <laughs> yeah. in the bathroom <laughs> with the shades closed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the, yeah, she can't she can't be salty to nobody because they're gonna you. be like, you know, she was being salty about that mm-hmm. flag thing, right? And they're gonna yeah, lock her up. Whole issue. Wow. But that was just that was just kind of an amazing little yeah. little tidbit that I, I picked up. Yeah, and when I'm coming down to the home trips, I ain't thinking about putting nothing in my hand. Exactly. I'm trying to get across that finish line. <laughs> For real. Like, you were so focused. Now. I also want to talk about, so the other day, um, Lisa Gosney, um, she had posted something on her Instagram and as usual, it's, she don't put no links or nothing, but it was about, um, something to do with running. Mm-hmm. And I thought it, it said grit, G R I T. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was a podcast. So I'm mm-hmm. looking for this podcast. I'm looking, I'm looking. I finally hit her up. What is this? Po- where can I find this podcast? I mm-hmm. want to see it. Cause it was about, um, one of the elite women, U S women, mm-hmm. Stephanie Bruce, um, about her training for the New York City Marathon. Okay. And I just wanted to listen to it. Mm-hmm. And it turns out it was a YouTube series. Okay. So I, I click on it. I go to it. It's really actually good. It's um, it's called Running with the Bruces. Okay. Um, go to YouTube. Check it out. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she ended up not finishing so well. I think she might have finished 12th okay. or something like that. But it's still very interesting to watch right. her training. Mm-hmm. It's not really... Very story driven. It's almost just like she's going out for a workout and then the cameras show up. And, you know, they just kind of talk to her and they talk to her coach and, you know, but, you know, other than that. And then they have a little synopsis wrap up at the end um, about after, you know, after the New York City Marathon. Mm -hmm. But anyway, it got me on YouTube. And and anybody knows if you get on YouTube, you'll go down the rabbit hole so fast. It's ridiculous. Very quickly. But. I did catch on to this guy, Billy Yang. Mm-hmm. He's a filmmaker. He basically does films not really about running, but there is running in it because he basically does like mountain stories. Mm-hmm. But he does a lot of ultras. Okay. I really recommend it's a it's a it's a documentary called The Why Running 100 Miles, and it follows this guy and his friends. and And I and I should have wrote it down. I didn't write down what it was actually which which hundred miler he was running. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a really good. Show it's just but go to Billy Yang Films Yang Y A N G Billy Yang Films. Um, he has quite a few of them out there. Some of them, like I said, most of them are going to be about ultras, but it's definitely worth watching. Yeah, 
Yes, definitely. It's so funny that you mentioned ultras. I was speaking to um, a friend of mine, Caitlin Burris, and her, her and her, well, her boyfriend does ultra marathons. And she was explaining how he just recently did one of his, a, a major ultra of his own. But he was explaining how in the lead up to ultras, a lot of times the people that are doing ultras have friends to run a several, several amount of miles yeah. with mm-hmm. them. Like, and sometimes it's 20 and 30 miles with them mm-hmm. and it's not any recognition at the end, but he was, they were just saying, I guess just like with triathlons, you have separates, like people separates. Am I saying that right? Sherpas. Sherpas. That's it. Yeah, yeah. You have mm-hmm. Sherpas that mm-hmm. are doing, you know, helping yeah. out with your gear and yeah. all that stuff. Ultra marathon runners and, and trail running. I think he does ultra trail running. They actually have people that run several miles with them mm-hmm. to keep them going and you know keep them on the way. And I think he was doing like a hundred mile or something. He had mm-hmm. friends that you know had done thirty miles with him and like done those things. And yeah. I just think that we don't realize in the running community that there's several different little nuances and niches in each area. Mm-hmm. Like being a marathoner, running five k's, ten k's, doing triathlons. Like there's different niches that you have to have. So I thought that that was interesting in regards to the the ultra trail running world, like, you know, you have people that will run 30 miles for you. And this is basically like, this person has become your friend because they're motivating you through it and they're running those miles with you. Exactly. The couple of documentaries I've seen on ultras, one was the two friends were running it, the whole thing together. Mm -hmm. And then this other one, the why um, running a hundred miles, it does show his group of friends. And it sounds like they've kind of set up a, Around Robin. So, like, it was his turn. Right. So, this time, the two friends are the Sherpas and running with him. Yeah. And then it'll be the next guy's turn the next time, and they'll, you know, they'll kind of do that with him. Yeah, exactly. And I know Caitlin, she mentioned, like, she was out there at different places, like, making sure that he had, like, they, they have to eat full meals because mm-hmm. it's like, you're running all those miles. Exactly, you have yeah. to car back up. Mm-hmm. So, she was there doing the meals. He had friends that do 30 miles, another friend do 20 miles. And so, it's it's a big family. I'm thinking for my 50th. Oh. Of doing a 50 mile, well, I am, what am I talking about? I am 50, for my 51st. 51st. Okay. Yeah, for my 51st, because I doubt there's a 51 mile yeah. ultra, yeah. but might do a 50 mile ultra, because it. my birthday's in April, I'll be running Publix in March, mm-hmm. I'll already be kind of trained up, Okay. so we'll see, we'll see what happens. You guys, let's keep him accountable to that, <laughs> see, hold him accountable and see if he actually does that, that would be awesome, that would yeah, be Yeah, I, I mean, I, I've been thinking about it lately, because, I mean... I really never thought much of an ultra, yeah. but there was an article of this guy. That's what he did. He found mm-hmm. an ultra so he could run his mm-hmm. age, mm-hmm. you know, in, in one one quick run. Awesome. So, of course, the holidays, we just finished with Thanksgiving. Um, Christmas is coming up. And I don't know about you, Tommy, but every year when my parents ask me, like, what do you want for Christmas? I always give them run gear. Exactly. Like, that's what we spend our money on, right? <laughs> Exactly. But our fa- my family also gets tired of buying running stuff. Like, I'm always like, I always can take new socks. I can always <laughs> take gear. You can always give me a supply of, uh, you know, supplements or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I always need those things. Um, but I did run across an article that had some great race um, or run gear ideas for those that are runners. Um, so, and for those that may not be familiar with ITSY, E-T-S-Y, Mm-hmm. So Etsy is a great website. It's almost like a Pinterest. Yeah. But they have like a lot of ideas out there in regards to what to get runners. So they do have, um, just to name a few, they have custom bib bags. So basically you can take pictures of the different bibs that you have if you oh, save your bibs. Oh, okay. And you can make it into a bag. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you can also, I know that we talk about this a lot, Tommy, This the t-shirts, right? So we, the race t-shirts that are cotton that we can't use again, that mm-hmm. we won't wear again, mm-hmm. not the dry fit, one, dry fit ones, but the cotton ones, you can actually make those into blankets. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh-huh. So that also is a... Yeah. Like, make sure if you're going to do that, though, um, don't send them the one that you've been wearing around and... Yes. Stacking up. Yes. You want to <laughs> send them ones that you never wear. Exactly. You want to wear you want to send them ones that you have never worn. Mm-hmm. Um they also can transition bibs into coffee um mugs and mm-hmm. coasters. So mm-hmm. that's something else that can be done. Um bath bombs are also good things. So when you're in the bathroom mm-hmm. you're doing your whole soaking thing. And what people don't realize is that we need massage gift cards like yeah. sports sports massage gift cards like pe- places that actually do sports massages those are awesome like buying packages for that like those are the type of things that are a little bit outside the box that I don't think people realize that we spend a lot of money on mm-hmm. so whether it be foam rollers and things of that nature but actually going somewhere to get a gift card to someone that can do a sports massage is great because sometimes those sports massages I know some, the ones that I go to they're over $100 like if you're getting a 60 90 minute massage you're mm-hmm. paying over $100 for massages and if you're constantly running, you need to take care of your body. So that's something that can also be purchased. Um, shoe freshener bags. So I know sometimes when we wear our shoes and they get all muddy or mm-hmm. sweaty from running during the summertime mm-hmm. and all of that, um, putting your bag, your shoes in an actual shoe bag that can oh, okay. fresh I got so you. that they're not uh-huh. like stinking up your car. Uh-huh. Um, so something that is great. Obviously, mugs different wines and canvas prints is, is also a good one so you can do a canvas print of your favorite picture your favorite run photo okay um so actually having a canvas print uh printed out is a good thing and then also for those people and i thought about this for me for those people that are chasing like 50 states or international yeah. runs mm-hmm. they actually have maps that are for those that are chasing 50 states and you basically have an uh, ability to kind of scratch off each state that you run and so you can kind of have a visual look of what state that you still need to do um so they actually have like bulletin boards that you can that's a a map of the u.s and you can it's almost like a scratch off like a lottery scratch off Mm -hmm. and you can scratch off the state that you have completed so you'll know what's next and what other whatever states you want to do okay yeah basically like half the stuff you mm -hmm. named i got heather for (laughs) christmas yeah because i did the mug one i took her first marathon bib okay and did a mug for that one and and it's actually where i got her um Metal hanger. Yes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. metal hangers are definitely mm-hmm. awesome as well. Mm-hmm. And and for those, for ladies that like stuff, like they do have necklaces and earrings that say 26.2, 13.1, mm-hmm. run, different things like that. So think about that. I know I personally would love to have like massage gift cards because the amount that we pay for like massage, mm-hmm. massages is a lot. So uh, just give me gift certificates to Dick's Sporting Goods, and I'll. Do you go love Dick's? I don't really Dick's, love Dick's, Dick's Sporting Goods. Stuff. Actually, they have not the gear. I don't really. Well, you know what? That's a lie. Because actually, I uh, Reebok Reebok has a sale every single year on mm-hmm. their tights okay. at Dick's. I usually go and buy a pair for like twenty dollars. Okay. But actually, their shoe game has really come up. Like, they actually have a good set of quality. Because, you know, you go some places and it's like one or two actual running shoes. Okay. This, they actually have a wall full of actual nice. running shoes. So, I do like Dicks. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense. So, Dick's Sporting Goods. Just a couple of the. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like Dick's Sporting Goods. <laughs> nobody, nobody try to chop up this damn podcast. I'm Dick's Sporting like, Goods. <laughs> That's Dick's. <laughs> I knew something was wrong with that. <laughs> that boy, <laughs> I was wondering. 
Anyway. There you go. All right. I think that we, we're done. We are done. <laughs> if you like dicks, ain't nothing wrong with it. Right. I just personally don't like dicks. I'm just saying. Anyway, yes. did you do you have any more gifts? No, I think those are just just some you know running ornaments and things of that nature. But I I mean I think that just giving any type of gear or things that they're looking for. Oh, pay for a race. Shoot. Dang, somebody go in and pay. Like, but when pay you say for, for a race, race, like, do you mean like a world major, like one hundred ninety, two hundred dollars? Get on a relationship. Like for me, like honestly, for me, if I knew that I wanted to run a a big race Mm -hmm. like next year or something, I would tell like I have my mom, dad, and my two brothers. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, listen, y'all come in, put y'all little twenty five, thirty dollars together, because this little twenty five to thirty dollars gift that y'all would have purchased, y'all can put that thing together and y'all can pay for my race entry. Like, why not? I'm like that about shoes. I honestly feel like I would like between buying me shoes, massage packages, and paying for a race. Listen. Like, that benefits my pockets. Why not? Exactly. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Listen, why not? Especially for, like, people that are doing, like, Tokyo and Berlin and, like, those type things. Like, pay for something going towards that. That gift is really appreciated because the money that we put into that running is not cheap, y'all. No. It's not cheap. So, I think that that's one of the best gifts is paying for a race entry. Even if it is, like, a 5K or 10K that's in the area. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think it still would be appreciated. Yeah, I think so, too. I I, I get you. That that would be a good one. Um. Now, uh, before we get to our guests, yes. we, we, you know, we, we, we have a great interview. Yeah, very, awesome, very, y'all. very great to talk to. Mm-hmm. Really good guy. Um, I did want to say and congratulate the um, Hampton University. Okay. Um, if you don't know, I spent um, my freshman year at Hampton University. I left because there was nothing to do, and I went to Howard. But anyway, um, okay. Hampton University mm-hmm. has started the first... Um, I don't want to say African American. I guess first HBCU. They're mm-hmm. the first one to have their own triathlon team. Nice. They are starting a women's varsity triathlon team. Mm-hmm. Fall of 2019. This is the cool thing that I, I liked about it is the this got started because through a foundation, the USA uh, Triathlon Foundation gave them a grant of $225,000 mm-hmm. um, that they're going to, you know, spend, give it to them over a five-year period, but okay. it's going to pay for travel, equipment, coaching, and scholarships. So I thought that was really cool that, that they got that grant from mm-hmm. them. Because Hampton, actually, as far as um, African-American schools, they're a very wealthy right. school. It is. Um, but it was cool that they got that grant. And actually, um, a young lady that would that was interviewed by um, Harlem Run, um, Allison? Yeah, by Allison. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Sika Henry. She's a, I don't know if she's a professional triathlete, mm-hmm. but I do follow her on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So she must have been involved in it because they had her at the ceremony. This was okay. actually announced back in October, the end of October. But I just wanted to incra- congratulate um, Hampton University yeah. on being the first to do it. You know, um, I don't know how many teams, because I didn't even know it was a collegiate sport. Right. Honestly. Mm-hmm. I know it's an Olympic sport, but I right. didn't know it was a collegiate sport. But they said that um, they are going to compete beginning fall 2019. Nice. We need to look out for them. That's if amazing. you are, hey, if because they don't have a coach yet, because I was trying to, because I actually I wanted to interview whoever the coach was. Right. They don't have a coach yet. Okay. And they, um, so if you trying to, uh, if you're a triathlon coach, you might want to, you know, send your resume to Hampton, see right. if you can be the first. Now see I'm thinking, if they're having to, they only the, the grant is for. I don't know if this is going to be all they're going to use for to pay for a coach. Right. But you know, you might not. You ain't going to get rich. Right. But you know, contributing mm-hmm. to that first team, mm-hmm. that'd be great. Right. You it know. Would be. Okay. 
Well, that's good info. So, anything that's, else? No, I think we have covered a lot. We have covered a lot, but I guess we got we got more coming. We have so more coming. We about to bring him on now. So yes. sit back, relax, and we'll be right back. All right. All right, and we are back on with the Run Duo, and we have an amazing guest today, Devon Cully, and he is an amazing runner out of New York. What's, What's up, up, Devon? Hey, hey, Tommy. Hey, India. Hey. How y'all doing today? We're doing well. We're For- trying to stay warm down <laughs> here. I'm sure it's colder in New York than it is here, but it's, you know. It's I don't little, know. Yeah. Today's a little chilly. It's, it's we in the 30s today, so uh, we're we're a little cold, but I'm pretty sure y'all are used to it. You're used to it, probably. Yeah, unfortunately, it's the ugly time of year where we have to bundle up. So, you know, we do what we have to do. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. So, Devon, first, we want to thank you for taking time out of your day to, you know, speak with us. Um, Devon, he was he's our one fan that came up to us. <laughs> Uh, at, the race. at the race expo yes. so we definitely had to interview him yes. um and we have more fans of that but we do appreciate devon uh talking with us there and asking questions during the uh the question and answer session when we were on the panel, on the panel. so we did mm-hmm. do want to kind of talk to you about that so what got you down to the atl for the race well you know I, it, as soon as as soon as the race was announced you know i mean to me it was like a given that we had to come down and support Tess and support the family you know what i'm saying that right. was a given so um, for me, I had never run in Atlanta before. You know, I know plenty of people who had, and I've heard so many terror stories about them ATL Hills. Mm-hmm. So uh, I knew at some point I had to come down and uh, experience it for myself. But the race was like a must. We had to had to support. So I, I had to come down for that. And, you know, like everybody else, or like most people who've spoken about the weekend, that weekend in the race, it was just a phenomenal experience. You know, from start to finish, it was great meeting, you know, people who I hadn't had a chance to meet before and who I had just seen on social media. It was nice getting a chance to, you know, chop it up with different runners from all over the place and being able to have a great race experience and just everything else. It was just an, an incredible weekend. Nice. So tell us your truth about the actual race, like the Atlanta Hills. Do you feel like the the what's the word the stereotypes of how Atlanta is and the the hills that we have do you think it, the race uh, met up to that well i from from what i've heard i would say i heard a couple of things i've heard people say that the course for the race wasn't as bad as some other races mm-hmm. in atlanta so, um, but there were definitely some hills. I mean, you know, there's times where towards the end, I forget where we were. There was one time where all you did was look down and see this massive valley and then see this massive <laughs> hill after the massive yep. valley. You're just like, what in the heck is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. we, we kind of right. used to it. So we were just kind of, ah, oh, here's another hill. <laughs> yeah. But I think right, what, right. what was a little different though, was that most of us had not run in that area of town so we weren't like too familiar right. with the hills um but right. yeah you're right there there are some <laughs> other areas in atlanta that'll give it to you yeah so do you it, think you'll exactly. come back and uh get get some other areas of atlanta you coming back to show us some love 
Uh, well, you know, I, I will commit to coming back for the race. From <laughs> other ATL races, I don't know. I may have to be convinced about that. Really? <laughs> you should you're really come for peace the list already? Yeah. You should come back. Uh, the race is great, of course, because <laughs> yes. um, they, they already got the Thanksgiving sale going, the, the Black Friday that's sale right. they had. Yes. Um, but also, right. you know, Peachtree, we would love to see you come for that weekend because that's a great weekend also that, uh, you know, our Rum family gets together hard. Mm-hmm. Not so right, much for the right. public's marriage as much as they used to i think right. we i think we kind of uh uh spin our load on that one because yes. everybody's kind of done with those heels time. but mm-hmm. you know th- that's still our <laughs> marathon so we would love to have you come down and check us out yeah gotcha. so gotcha. I, I, you know I, I may keep it on the list for something else please do Please do. There's other things that are amazing. I mean, the world's largest 10K, the Peachtree Road Race that Tommy was just mentoring is always, and at least I feel like with runners to be able to do that race, just even though it is a 10K, it's a great experience. Right. That's true, and that is one. You're right. That is one that is on my list. I for, I forgot about that. I definitely have to come down for peace trip at some point. Try try to get my glass. You know, oh, so okay. I have to, all right. Okay. You know. So you try to so come to another city and get a glass. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm a try. That's the goal. I'm a try. Well, right. Yes, indeed. We all. I'm shooting for that glass too. I don't know. I'm I'm hoping. I'm hoping and praying that maybe I can get it together this year. But yes. you never know. But yeah, it's definitely a good goal to have. So Devon, I met you in Chicago um, and I was, you were with James and we were, I think you had just finished both of us. Was it after Chicago marathon? We met up in front of the Nike store. Was it after? I think it was after. It was after. Yeah. So that was my official time meeting you. I know we have been following each other on social media, but that was my official first time meeting you. So you were in Chicago, you live in New York. What's going on with you in this running? Because when I look at your Instagram page, you are all over the place. So tell me, what what's <laughs> what what have you been doing this year? So this so this year I was it kind of ended up it it wasn't my original plan. My original plan this year was I had two goals. I wanted to finally do back to back marathons. I wanted to do two marathons in two days in two different states. Mm. So that was my, that was my first goal. So Mm -hmm. that, that was at the beginning of the year. So in April I did the Kentucky Derby marathon in um, Louisville. And then the next day I flew to Delaware and then I did the Delaware marathon in Wilmington. Yeah. So, uh, so first of all, I'm, I'm a little crazy and I realized doing something like that's a little crazy. Mm. You know, I openly admit that, but I, for me personally, you know, because everybody else will look at you like, really? Why would you do that? That's right. insane. Gotcha. So I always have to start off. I know it is crazy, but I'm always, I'm, I like challenges. Okay. And the more I, I had always read over the years, people talk about how they did back-to-back marathons mm-hmm. in two days. And I'm like, okay, how is that, how is that physically possible to even do two marathons in two days? So, mm-hmm. you know, the more I've come across people who done it and they explained what their mindset and how they attacked it I was like okay it's possible the majority of people said the best way to do it is to either set a time goal for one race and then just finish the second race or just finish both races mm-hmm. so I'm like okay I think I can do that so what I did was instead of trying to run it consecutively I just did intervals so um so I just did three one intervals, run three minutes, walk a minute. And I found when I practice intervals before, my legs definitely feel better 
at the end um, when I'm done with the race mm -hmm. as opposed to if I tried to run the whole way. So I'm like, okay, if I just do intervals and just worry about finishing, then I'll be fine. Mm -hmm. So I tried it and I was able to do that. So, so you ran through one intervals, but did you have a time goal still in your mind? No, uh, I mean, I, I wanted to finish, if I'm going to be honest, I wanted to finish uh, uh, less than five hours. Okay. But I thought I saw something if, on your page about a 4.30. <clears throat> yeah. <well. laughs> yes. I just thought I saw that. Or maybe that I, was somebody. Uh, uh -huh, uh -huh. That might that might have been a different one. That might not have been those <laughs> two. Okay, okay, you know okay. <laughs> But um, but I did. If I remember, I think I finished the first one in like four thirty, and then I think I finished the second one like four fifty something. Okay. So, um, I was able to do it. So, um, I was happy with that. And then I had gotten accepted into Chicago, mm -hmm. um, through the lottery. So I was like, okay, Chicago was going to be was really the main race, the main goal of this entire year, because mm -hmm. I had been trying for years to try to sub four. I subbed four. 10 years ago um, in San Francisco, ironically, which is crazy because that, 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 that is. course is right. so wow. Yeah, is. that course was really hilly. But, you know, that was 10 years ago, and I was a lot younger and I had less miles on my legs. You right. know? So <laughs> <laughs> that was the one race where I subbed for, and my goal was to sub for again, and I figured Chicago would give me a really good chance. I did Chicago in 2016, and I did a 405, 406. So I was close, but I just missed it. So I was like, okay. I think I, I think that would be a good place to try it again. So that's where I got my training. That's where I focused on. And I'm happy to report in Chicago, I finished, I think it was 355. Wow. So 10 years, late, <laughs> 10 years later, I was still able to run a sub four, which is, in, which is incredible. And to me, it's a win for us veterans that, you know, you can still get faster as you get older. Exactly. You know? exactly. I would say that I know a lot of guys, the older they're getting, the faster they are. Like, I it's... think we just get more patient. Is with that training. What it is? I really right. think that's what I think we are I think when you're younger you de depend on your athletics like you just depend on you're just naturally, you know, fast or whatever. Right. I think as you get older you depend more on training and getting ready and getting mentally ready. Now, let me just ask this Devon cuz you said 10 years ago. I was just about to say that's, the same that's, thing. That's, we did that's yeah. a long a long run story. So tell me, <laughs> yeah. how did you get into running marathons? Mm -hmm. Just running in general? Were you like a high school person that ran or college or, you know, how did you get into it? Yeah, I, I started back in high school. So I ran um, track in in high school. It's funny, I tell people. So I started in high school, I started playing uh, baseball. And um, I played JV baseball, but I wasn't very good. So um, when that season ended, um, I needed something else to do. So the next year, um, I always liked running. So I said, okay, let me just try out. Let me try track. So I ran the two years in high school, I ran indoor and outdoor track. And I was a sprinter, so uh, anything 400 and below in relays, that's what I love to do. And like most sprinters, I hated distance. I mm -hmm. thought it was just stupid to be out there running for long distances, long times. It just made no sense to me. So I loved sprinting. Mm -hmm. And then um, I went to college. Um, I talked myself out of trying out for the track team in college. Um, so I didn't run at all in college. And then right after I graduated, um, I still considered myself or thought of myself as an athlete, but I was, I felt out of shape. I was kind of underweight and I couldn't do some of the things that I used to be able to do. So I was like, okay, 
I need to do something to get back in shape. So I just decided one day to go down to the park and do a couple of laps around the schoolyard. So I did that. And then a couple of days later, I went back out. And that was 1995, and I haven't stopped running since. Wow, 95. Golly, that's, <laughs> yeah. you've been running for a minute. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So and, then um, I ended up getting into marathons um, after I started racing and I started running 5Ks and 10Ks. And you know, I would slowly try to go a little faster and build myself up to half marathons. So at, once I finally got up to half marathons, um, I didn't think I'd be able to do much more than that because after my first couple of marathons, um, I, when I crossed the finish line, I would go find a spot in the grass and then just lay down for like 15 minutes because mm-hmm. I felt horrible. Right. <laughs> you know, I couldn't take another step. The body was wrecked. I was like, okay, how am I going to get home? I feel horrible. Right. So that was, uh, that was the first, that was the first few half marathons, but um, eventually I was able to get faster and I was able to finish them. And then I was able to finish standing up and feeling like I could run some more. And in my mind, I always kind of had admiration for the marathoners because I was amazed at the people who could just run these halves. Like it's nothing, you know, they run 13 and then, you know, they'll do some afterwards or they don't even look like they broke a sweat. Those people always amaze me, but I never thought that it was possible. So it wasn't until I got a few halves under my belt and I started feeling better that I realized that, you know, I think it might actually be possible for me to run a marathon. Mm-hmm. So, and like I told you before, I like challenges. So once that seed was planted in my head, it was just a matter of time before I did it. Right. So, so eventually um, I did, um, living here in New York, um, I, I did the nine plus one to get into the New York City Marathon. So I did my first marathon in 2006 um new york city marathon that was my first one i finished in four four seventeen i think it was something like that and it was huge for me and i i didn't know how life-changing it would be because what it did was it showed me that i could do something that i never ever thought mm-hmm. i could ever possibly accomplish right. and then that just opens up the door because it's like okay if I can do a marathon, which I never thought I could do, what else is there that I never thought I could do? So that just kind of, that was a life-changing event for me, which I never expected it to be. Nice. So to this day, how many marathons have you officially completed? So as of today, I have done 32. Okay. And which one is your favorite? Which one stands out to you the most? I would say, I'll answer that two ways. I would say my favorite is always going to be New York. Mm-hmm. And I say New York because, you know, it's it's the marathon I grew up watching on TV. It's really the first exposure to the marathon that I have. Mm-hmm. And, you know, running the course that goes all through the five boroughs, it just, it's like a flashback for me. So it just takes me to different parts of my life and different memories so it's it's just it's really personal. So that's why I think for me, New York will always be my favorite one to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as most memorable, I will definitely say running Chicago this year and getting that sub four because it had taken I'd run so many races since I did it in 2008. And I had tried and tried and tried and just right. wasn't able to do it. And I got to the point where I just gave up and I was like, okay, you just can't do sub four anymore. So just don't make it a goal anymore. Mm -hmm. 
So to be able to just work hard and finally get it again, I don't think I'll I'll always remember Chicago for this year. Nice. And it's a great race. I mean, I I've, I haven't run New York, so mm-hmm. I don't know that you know. I can't tell you the differences, but I know Chicago is a is a great race to run. Mm-hmm. Now, I do have a question since because this is probably because it sounds like you've run some pretty big marathons. You've run Chicago, you've run New York, right. you've run San Francisco. Um, yes. And New York being your first one, which is a world major. Do you do, yeah. is there a difference like when you go run these smaller marathons? Like, do you, do you not feel it as much, or does it really matter to you? Um, I, I think the difference is really the, the crowd support is probably the mm-hmm. biggest difference. Um, cause you know, to me, 26.2 really is 26.2, mm-hmm. you know, the distance is the same. You might have, you know, some more hills or, you know, a better scenery, but the race itself isn't so different, but it's just the amount of crowd support. So you have to be able to, uh, you have to be able to lock in when mm-hmm. you're running and deal sometimes with not having a lot of people out there it doesn't bother me you know because i'm kind of a i kind of when i'm running i kind of fall into my head anyway so i don't necessarily need a lot of people out there um cheering but i think that's probably the biggest difference just not having a lot of people not having a lot of uh fans out there or people cheering but to me that makes you you kind of interact more with the runners on the course you know Mm -hmm. you kind of speak to each other and pull each other on and try to support each other I think that's the biggest difference. But for me, you know, the the mileage is the same. So I'd say that's probably the biggest difference. Nice. Now, I was just about to ask you kind of where your mind goes when you're doing these marathons. The fact that you've done 32 marathons is amazing. (laughs) I have uh, two (laughs) under my belt, and I'm like, woo, doing 30 other ones? Lord. (laughs) She's talking about retiring. You're talking about she retiring. Right, right. (laughs) I got two. I'm good. I'm good. Don't come for me, Tommy. That's it. Nothing else to prove. Nothing I else hear to you. Prove. I've done it. I'm uh, within the one percent. I'm good. I don't need to prove anything else. <laughs> but you're you mentioned kind of where you kind of get in your head. What does go through your head during those times? Are you one of those runners that you're actually taking in the scenery, looking around where you are? Or are you more so focused on time and kind of zone out and not really think about that? Um, it it depends. Honestly, it depends on the goal. If I'm running for time then I'm more uh, in my own head. And I always try to take in the scenery, but if I'm running for time, um, I try, I take in the scenery less because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really, I'm really focused. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I generally try to, um, I'm generally running, you know, I think about everything. I think about everything going on, what's going on in my life now, what I plan on doing, what I have done. Usually I just run. And then at some point I'll just, check back in like okay wait a minute how do my legs feel my legs feel okay my breathing okay how's my pace is my pace all right everything's good yeah everything's fine okay and then i just drift back off into whatever i was thinking Mm, okay you know so that's that's how it kind of kind of works for me but um and like i said long as it's not time then i will really just take in everything you know because a lot of races there's not a lot of races i've done more than once Mm -hmm. so you know i always try to at least take in some some of the scenery because you know you talk to people a lot of times they're like okay oh did you see this did you see this and they're like no I didn't even notice that right that's me often yeah (laughs) that's me too I didn't see I I didn't see that that. like the first time I ran Chicago they was like did you see the bean I was like no like what they were like it was right there nope missed that exactly and I and I understand that and I I understand how I understand how that is but I, I always try to at least sometimes 
taking taking the scenery. So it just just adds to the experience. Right. Now, um, let me just kind of widen it because, you know, we're talking about, you know, what's get you through the race. What do you think of, you know, yeah. running marathons since, you know, 2006? That's a long time to be running marathons. You run 32 of them. What gets yeah. you like like we were saying, India's like, hey, I'm too in. I'm good. I don't need any more. Mm-hmm. What gets you to right. keep entering marathons? Is there do you do you find like each year, like you said this year, your goal was to run two marathons within two days in two different states. Do mm-hmm. you do that at the beginning of right. each year to kind of give you something to shoot for to keep you interested in, you know, running that next marathon or signing up for that next marathon? Yeah, I, I, I always like to try to at at least at the beginning of the year, try to set some goals or give myself something to shoot for. Mm-hmm. Um, I realized for me with marathons, it's the distance because it's always a challenge. It's never easy. Every time you do a marathon is different and it's always a challenge. So I realized it's the challenge that, that draws me back in, you know, that, that I like that challenge more than other things. You know, I, I, it, my, my favorite race is actually the half. I, I love running a half marathon. Um, that's definitely my favorite, but just that challenge of doing the 26.2 that that's what always reels me back in so i've said plenty of times and my friends will tell you that i said okay that's it i'm not doing any more marathons i'm good i don't want to do this anymore mm-hmm. my body feels terrible i'm never doing this again i've said it many many times i've said it so many times they don't even listen to me anymore right. <laughs> when, i'm sure people don't I believe it. me anymore either <laughs> i don't believe it's her. Okay. i don't believe her uh, <laughs> 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 well i do have a question for you because you like you said you've been running for quite a while have you yeah. been injury free this whole time or have you had injuries that had to come back? I mean, kind of tell us a little bit about that side of it. And if you have been injury free, what do you do to keep yourself, you know, cause usually training for a marathon somewhere along the line, you're going to get sick. You're going to turn an ankle. You're right. going to hurt a knee, something. Oh, what, what do you do to try to stay injury free? Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've been fortunate in that I've never had any major injuries. Um, I think the most serious injury I had was one year I had pretty bad tendonitis in mm-hmm. in my hip, and it was really my fault. It should have been taken care of way before that, but I just didn't go to the doctor. I thought I could just suck it up and deal with it, Man. and so I probably <laughs> went, up, you know, like most <laughs> runners, you know, so... <laughs> I went a couple of months walking on a bad hit till it got to the point where it was so painful that I couldn't do it anymore. So I went to the doctor and he's like, yeah, you got pretty bad tendonitis. So I was on the shelf for a while. And then again, being a crazy runner, I came back. Well, I didn't come back too early, but I started running too much mm. as soon as I came, as soon as I got cleared to run. So that put me back on the shelf for a little bit. Mm. So um, I was done for probably another month and a half after that. And then, um, other than that, I've only had small things, you know, I've had, I've had a pulled hamstring, but luckily it's never been, you know, a major pull or a tear mm-hmm. or anything. I rolled my ankle one time actually uh, playing soccer. So that put me on the shelf for a while. So a lot of times as I've gotten older, a lot of times it's the hamstring. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I will pull that. So I just, at this point, I just have to make sure I, I, I stretch all the time. I can't not stretch before I run. I used to not stretch all the time, but in a consistent to age, I have to stretch all the time now. Mm-hmm. So I do that before I start. And then I always try to, I try to get in the gym and lift weights to try to stay, stay strong. Um, I think weightlifting is very important. I, I try to find a balance. I don't think I go to the gym enough when I'm marathon training because mm-hmm. for me, when it's warm outside, I don't want to be inside. Mm-hmm. I just rather go exactly. run outside. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. So um, 
but I try to do that. I try to do some exercises at home, but a lot of it, I've, I've just been very, very fortunate. But I think the stretching really is the key because it takes me, you know, a little older to get warm. And I have to make sure I generally try to warm up before races too, if I can. So that's mostly, that's mostly what I do. And I found it helps. Okay. So what's your nutrition look like? Uh, well, if I'm, if I'm marathon training, I pretty much eat almost whatever I can. Because, you know, that's my excuse. A marathon training, I'll run it off. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, if I'm not marathon training, I try to, um, try to watch what I eat. I generally don't eat too much red meat. Okay. Um, I usually eat a lot of pasta and rice. Those are like my staples as my fuels. You know, I work some vegetables in there also, but I mostly pasta and rice. That's usually what I try to stay with most of the time. And uh, I eat a lot of salmon too. So, but I try to avoid the red meat. Uh, It just doesn't sit as well in my stomach as I get older. So I try not to eat it too much when I'm training. Makes sense. Okay. And of course, I know you've heard other episodes where we talk about nutrition in regards to supplements on the runs, like goo and um, yes. Martin and things of that nature. What do you usually use yep. on your runs for your um, electrolytes and things of that? Well, I use, for the longest time, I used to use um, uh, the gel chews. I mm. would use those because they the chews were better on my stomach than, than the goose or any sort of gel. They, they used to mess my stomach up. So eventually I found some, some chews that worked pretty well. But then I was, um, somebody told me to try the, the Martin gels. Mm-hmm. And those things, let me tell you, just for me, those things are amazing. They definitely didn't mess up my stomach. I felt, I feel like I felt the energy after, after I took them. Um, and it's, it's, I, I think those, those things were amazing. I used them in, I used them in Chicago. I used them for my past couple of marathons mm-hmm. and, uh, those things really well. So I think I'm definitely team Martin, um, okay. <laughs> for the foreseeable future. Yes. And that the good thing about Martin is, I think we talk about this, the, they don't have the artificial flavors and things of that nature that help to, right. um, to be easier on the stomach. So that definitely is a benefit. Absolutely. Absolutely. The kiss. This this is a little different from your regular gels, mm-hmm. so you know it might uh, people may have to adjust to it. But I found them to be incredibly effective, so they work for me. Nice. Okay. So, did you train any different for these back-to-back marathons that you knew you were going to do? Did you do anything different with training? Yeah. So yeah. So what I did was I I made sure I did back-to-back long runs. Um, in my training in the lead up. So every, every weekend I probably did, um, not probably every weekend I did at least 10 miles Saturday and Sunday. So that way I could get used to logging those miles back to back and I could figure out how my body's going to feel and, you know, what to expect and make sure I can handle it. So that was, that was the key for me, just getting those, getting those long runs in back to back. Wow, yeah, um, that's kind of, I don't know, do you use any particular training program, or is this, you just, you've been doing it so long, do you just kind of come up with your own training whenever you're getting ready for a marathon? Well, I I usually went by um, Hal Higdon. I had been mm-hmm. uh, a Hal, Hal Higdon fan for years, so his, his plans was always my base, mm-hmm. but, you know, this year, after I did the, after I did the, uh, the back-to-backs, I finally got around to reading the, uh, the Hansen method. 
And because yeah. I'm like, I know you have Whatever. talked about it. And I know, Tommy, you have talked about it plenty of times. Yes, yes. I, I <laughs> and I was handsome. like, yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I decided to get the book. I was like, okay, let me read up on this. So I got the book. And, you know, everything they said in the book, it just made sense to me. Mm-hmm. You know, it made sense to, even though you're running six days a week, but running uh, so many slow days to mm-hmm. make sure you get the miles, it all made sense. So when I started training for uh, Chicago, I started using, I started using the Hanson method. So I started doing the six days a week and I feel it really, really, I could see the difference in my endurance and how I felt. I think it definitely made me a stronger runner. But I'm sorry. I, I'm not laughing at you. I am laughing at Tommy because he's over here like, see what I tell you. See, like he's making well, all kinds no, of like expressions. It's, it's so great to talk to somebody else that because I mean, Hanson made you have more confidence in your running. I get you, it. You're so you, you feel like you're in such good shape. You feel like you right. can, you know, you can, can pace yourself correctly. You're not scared to go for it when you need to, you know, that sort of thing. Absolutely. And 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 so Absolutely. let's see. You need to you be s- like an ambassador or something because so, Tommy is on top of so Hanson. When did you run? <laughs> Ten years ago, he ran a sub four. He gets on Hanson, he runs it again. Three fifty five. What? <laughs> Damn. Go ahead and say it. There you go. Okay. There's your, there's your promo right there, right, Hanson. Promo. Right there. Dude, no, Devon, we are we're contacting the Hanson brothers tomorrow. <laughs> and we're gonna get some money out of this. We yes. about to advertise. But no, seriously, I'm I'm glad you did because that's exactly what I did. I picked up the book. Um, somebody told me, a, a very fast runner told me about Hanson, mm-hmm. um, and that's why I picked the book, and exactly what you just said. You're reading, you're like, okay, that does make sense. Like, you are running a lot, yep. but it's very slow-paced, but by right. the time you're you're ready to go, you feel like, oh my God, I'm in such, I'm, I'm in great shape at this point. So, anyway, right. very happy that you took, you mm-hmm. got the Hanson, you got your sub four. Look at you, Tommy. Yes. Sure. Uh, Inspiring people. <laughs> Look at you. Educating now, those to get something different. And because you're, you're, you you run so many marathons, tell us how you ended up on the Nike billboard. What? How did that happen? Did just somebody see you running and they were like, no, we need you. How, how did that happen? Right. <laughs> so, I had been, um, I have been running. I do a lot of my uh, my speed work and some of my long runs with um, with a run club up here, the Brooklyn Track Club. Mm-hmm. So I have been running with them for a little while, and um, I knew um, Nike had a program last year. They started Project Moonshot last year, mm-hmm. um, and basically the premise was this: they wanted to take some regular runners and give them access to the best training and the best of everything, and see how well they can run the New York City Marathon. That was the goal. So I think last year they had like 100 people, and I knew some of the people who I ran with in Brooklyn Track Club. I knew some of the people who ran, and they did. They not only did really well in the marathon, but they raved about how good Project Moonshine was and how well it, it helped them. So when Nike put the program out again this year, um, I talked to some of my friends, and we were like, hey, you know what, we should try to apply. You know, we didn't really need to because a lot of my friends, we've run – uh, uh, multiple marathons, so we know how to train, but everybody spoke so highly of it, we said, okay, let's do it. Mm-hmm. So we applied, and then we got in to, we got into the Project Moonshot. So we trained with Nike three days a week. Um, I think we started in July, must have been, so we trained three days a week um, all the way up, and the main race was New York City Marathon. Other people had other races, like I did Chicago and everything, but that was the main goal was for the New York City Marathon. Mm-hmm. So leading up to the New York City Marathon, um, 
they uh, they came to us one day after practice and they said, hey, guys, um, Nike has a plan for um, uh, something they have they want to do for the New York City Marathon. Um, we want to um, con- include you guys in the, in that program. If you're interested, just come down, take some pictures, and, you know, uh, we'll see what happens from there. Now, when they said that, in my head, I'm thinking, okay, Nike has some of the greatest athletes in the world. They're not going to take us regular Joes right. and put us and put us in any ad campaign. But I was like, you know, it doesn't cost me anything. I just have to go take some pictures. Fine, we go take some pictures. So we went and we did that. And then I think the day before the campaign dropped, Nike sent us an email. They're like, hey, um, our campaign is going live tomorrow. Um, we're going to do something first, and then we'll let you guys um, talk about it and release it from there. And then they sent us all pictures of everybody who took a picture. They sent us the pictures that they were going to use in the promo. They still right. never told us what exactly the promo was, okay. but they sent us the picture. So then it turns out the pic- it basically it was like, what's your, what's your crazy dream um, as far as running? What's your crazy dream? So they did, and they used most of us, just mm. regular um, – regular runners that were in the moonshot program. I think the moonshot program was maybe 250 total runners. Nice. Um, I don't know how, I don't know how many of them they used, but they, the majority of us ended up being in the campaign and then the campaign was just plastered all over New York city. So it's crazy. After the campaign went out, I started getting texts from people like, Oh my God, I saw you um, on the street um, at this location. <laughs> <On the corner>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's hilarious because Nike never told us where exactly the mm-hmm. ads would be. So and all of us in the forum, we just started talking back and forth saying, oh, hey, I saw it here or I saw an ad here. So it was it was pretty cool trying to track them down. But it was just it was just amazing. I, I never would have imagined at any point in my life that I would ever be in a Nike campaign for anything. So to see yourself in a Nike ad for the marathon was just incredible. That is awesome. I hope you printed it out, blew it up, put it in the house. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Took many pictures oh, by oh. your by your ad. Yes. Oh, absolutely. It's on my Instagram. It'll be all over. That picture's going to come up in memories and be reposted forever. Right. <laughs> you remember the time in 2018 when I was right. getting a Nike ad? Yeah, let me Listen, show you. I'll be printing that thing out. It'll be a big old poster in my house. Exactly. Now, I know on yours, your one of your crazy dreams was you wanted to be the oldest person to run the New York City Marathon? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I one of the things that motivates me is that regardless of the distance of the race you go to, there's always one of those old men or old ladies that are out there mm-hmm. running the race. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's always incredibly super motivating because I'm like, if this 70, 80-year-old person can still be out here, not worried about their time, but they're running well, they're strong, and they're doing the race, I would love to be that person. That's what motivates me because that means I've been running 50, 60, 70 years, which mm-hmm. is just incredible. Yes. So I would, love, I would love to do that. If I could end up being the oldest person person to ever run New York, man, that, that would just be amazing. That means I'm healthy enough to keep doing what I love for a long period of time. Well, we, we definitely hope you, you reach that, um, that, that goal. Now, not only are you a Nike model, but you are one of the uh, co-administrators for uh, Black Runner, correct? Yeah, yes, Black, Black Runner's Connection, yeah. Yeah, Black Runner's Connection. So, and I mean, of course, we've been saying James, but James Ravenel. Am I saying his last name right? 
Yes, yeah. absolutely. So um, I know I interviewed him back when I was doing Shut Up Tommy, uh, the podcast. So how did you get involved with it? Well, we all, it all spun out of um, an, uh, a meet and greet event in uh, the Miami Marathon way back in, I think, 2015. You know, we wanted to uh, have an event where a lot of, you know, us minority runners could get together and meet and socialize because, you know, as we talk about a lot, you know, in most of these races, we are the super duper minority or you you can only count the amount of brown faces on one hand, sometimes mm-hmm. two. So we just wanted to do something where we could all get together and meet and mingle and everything. So we did that. It must have been about, I think, maybe 40 of us at that time. And then it was great because we all vibed and we all connected so much that um, at first it wasn't even a group. It was an event. You know, it was an event mm-hmm. on um, on Facebook. That's what it was. But we had so much fun and enjoyed it that and we kept posting um, after it was over, we kept posting pictures and talking to each other that we spoke to James and we was like, Hey James, can you just keep this, um, group, um, and not delete it or close it out. And then we'll just add people that we know or like, and then we'll just add them into the group. Mm-hmm. So that's how it got started. And then from there, it's just grown and grown and grown from there where today I think, and eventually it it went from an event to an actual Facebook group. And then I forgot what the original name was. Then it was changed to Black Runners Connection. I think today we have on Facebook, we have about 55, 5,600 members in the group. And this is people all over the United States and all over the world. And I think it's great because all the main thing we want to do is just have a place where we can meet and discuss things and be open and free, talk about running, talk about our love of running and what it means to us and how we train and prepare. And then also just talk about our experiences and, you know, what it's like being, you know, if you're in a small race and there's like one of, there's 200 runners and you're one of five or seven minority runners in a race, what that experience is like, you know? So we just wanted to create a forum where we could, just discuss all these things, be comfortable and discuss all these things. And when we have some of these big events, we have these big races that no one has to go to an event, especially a big one and feel like they're there by themselves or they're alone. They could meet other runners, meet people like me in India did people who you follow or you admire. And, you know, you can all just finally get to put, you know, see this person face to face and talk and meet up and just, you know, just be, uh, just mingle and everybody gets to know each other, which is one of the things I'm always, and I know you guys, you two have referenced this before. One of the great things about the run community down there in Atlanta, you all know how to get together and hang out mm. and enjoy yourself. Yes. You know, <laughs> yes. and I, that, that's a beautiful thing, you know? And so that's really what, that's really where it started. And it's just grown into what it is now. It was all, I always give all the credit to James. It was James's idea. But, you know, it's just morphed into this beautiful community where we all support each other. And that's really what it's, what it's all about. James says his one rule is be kind to your fellow runner. And that's really what we're all about. We're all about supporting each other, you know, cheering on each other and just doing it all together and representing at these races. You know, there are plenty of talented minority runners. We like to make sure that we are seen. And, you know, we like to let these races know we're there. And when they do their advertisements and stuff, if we're participating in a race, it would be nice to see some brown faces in the advertisements because we're there running, too. We're paying our money. 
paying the exactly. same coins that they are paying. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a- absolutely. And, and so that, that's really what Black what BRC is all about. Well, well go ahead and tell, uh, just in case there is anybody who has never seen it, which I, I kind of doubt, but mm-hmm. go ahead and tell them how right. they can, um, whether it is on Facebook. So is it just the Black Runners co- co- um, sorry, Connection on Facebook? Yeah. Yeah, on Facebook, you can reach us. Yeah, it's Black Runners Connection. Um, you have to uh, send a uh, send an invite to join. It was public, but we the reason we made um, we wanted to approve people in is because you know we have a lot of people in our group that post their runs, and we just want to make sure um, that the people we're bringing into the group are actual runners. Um, okay. We don't want. You know, we, we try to be considerate of that, especially with people, and especially, especially the women. You know, we have a lot yeah. of women posting their routes, so mm-hmm. we don't want anybody to, you know, get taken advantage of or anything crazy to happen. So we try to make sure that at least runners are in the group. So, but once, mm-hmm. so that's all. So it's just a couple of questions that people have to ask, and then um, we bring them in the group, and then um, they can go from there. We are also on Instagram. Um, I believe the hashtag is no, not the hashtag. The group is BLK Runners mm-hmm. on Instagram, mm-hmm. so you can follow us on Instagram also. Okay, perfect. Now, once again, Devon, we really, really appreciate you taking out of the time to time out of your day to speak with us. Is there anything else that you want to pass on? Being you know a veteran runner, mm-hmm. um, your your running wisdom, um, anything that you would want to pass on <laughs> to our audience. Well, I would say probably um, I know a lot of people out there uh, like to run solo and run by themselves. And I think that's I think that's good. And there's nothing wrong with that. That works for you. But I think it's really, really important to have uh, a group of runners, friends, whether it's a running club or it's just some people you're close with. I think it's good to have a group of friends that run. Um, that run with you, who you can bounce ideas off of and talk to and share things about and just really support. You know, a lot of running can be difficult, especially once you start getting into long distance. It can be difficult and it can be frustrating and it can, it definitely comes with some, some hard times. So I think if you have a good crew of friends and runners that you can run with and who you can suffer with on those long runs, and who you can talk about what went right and what went wrong in races and what works for them and just just bounce all sorts of ideas and just really talk about and examine stuff with, I think in the long run that'll, that'll help you out and that'll help people sometimes get over the hump and make them feel better about themselves because sometimes, you know, we have a habit of talking ourselves out of things or talking negatively or thinking things are really worse than they really are where somebody else would be like, no, that's actually really good. So I think just the support of having other runners around you, um, I think that will definitely help out a lot and help take people to the next level. So get you a good crew to roll with. Nice. Nice run family. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> absolutely. Once again, Devon, thank you. Thank you so much for speaking with us. Thanks for being a, a fan of the show. Yes. <laughs> we really absolutely. appreciate it. Super fan. Um, <laughs> but, thank uh, you, you know, for having me. Oh, I really appreciate it. It's definitely our pleasure. Um, anything you want to add, India? I know I always see your little fancy tights when you're running your marathon. <laughs> and I know, you know. Yes, ma'am. So tell me really quickly about that. And then also, when's the next time we're going to see those fancy tights? Do you have your 2019 goals ready for you and all set and ready to go? 
<laughs> well, it's funny because you know I the the tight started because I just I just didn't want to I don't when I run races I don't like looking like everybody else so okay. you'll never see me wear a race shirt the day of a race because everybody else has that um, and you know I just like to just like to uh, just look a little different and stand out and just throw a little splash of color. So I usually have really color. If I'm not wearing some superhero tights, I'll have some really bright, colorful ones or just something different that stands out. That's just kind of uh, one of my calling cards. I just like to be a little different. That way people know it's me and they know to look out for me. Okay. <laughs> um Next year, I haven't really, I haven't really worked on next year yet. The only thing I have definite right now is uh, me and my friends. We're going to do uh, a Ragnar. We're okay. going to do a Ragnar in Florida. So um, since it's going to be warm, it's going to be in February. Um, I'm pretty sure you won't see the tights down there. Okay. But um, <laughs> pretty much any race I do in in the winter time or in the spring, you can you can be pretty sure I'm going to have some crazy tights on because okay. that's just what I do. Right. Good to hear. We'll be looking for you. Yes, we will be looking for you. <laughs> Excellent. All right, Excellent. Devon. So if anybody wants to contact you, start following you on Instagram or Facebook, let us know how they yep. can reach you. Okay. Um, on Facebook, um, you can just look me up by my name, Devon Cully. Um, you can find me that way. On Instagram, I am D Cully, C-U-L-L-E-Y, D Cully1972. So you can just follow me from there, send me a message, whatever, and, you know, uh, we'll go from there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. We love your good spirit and positivity. It's it's awesome to be able to speak with you and continue to listen to the podcast. And I'm pretty sure you're going to listen to yourself again a couple times once this is posted. So. <laughs> Maybe once or twice. Maybe once, once or twice. Once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> but again thank you again you two as i told you when i mentioned atlanta i love your show you two are so entertaining and you do such a good you're a good combination together and just keep doing what you do thank you thank we you greatly appreciate it have a good one we'll talk to you soon <laughs> all right take care all right what a great yes. interview did y'all hear that goodness uh devon once again thank you for taking yes, time of your you, day awesome. and, and you know calling us and letting us speak with you mm -hmm. about your running life Yes. Now, What's another up? great episode. Yes. Episode 17. So, Indy, if they need to get in touch with you, yes. how are they so going to do that? You all can find me on Instagram at I underscore of underscore Indigo, E-N-D-I-G-O underscore runs. Um, or you can also find me at Miles from India. That is my blog page. And you can find me on Instagram at India Cook. Um, and I also, if you have, if you want to email me any information, you can find me at milesfromindia at gmail.com. And if you want to, you know, do want to reach out to me, yeah. you can hit me up at tmitch68. That's on Instagram, the Run Duo Instagram. You can DM mm -hmm. me there. I am at Thomas Mitchell on, um, well, actually, it's Thomas W. Mitchell 2, or the second, on uh, Facebook. Mm -hmm. And then my um, email address is Thomas W. Mitchell, the number two, at gmail.com. Yes, yes, yes. So thank you everyone for listening and don't forget to like, share, send us some love, send us some comments, tell us what you think. Would send it all our way. Send it all our way. We want to hear everything and we do appreciate everybody that does listen and, you know, downloads and subscribe, subscribes to our podcast. It's great. Sure. We truly, 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 truly thank you. Um, holidays coming. Yes. But we're not going nowhere. So <laughs> we will see you guys in a couple weeks. See you in two weeks. All right. Bye, Peace. guys.